Okay, welcome back. We we're in the middle of Cheskiel Amelech, actually toward the end of the parak. I have to go back on one very fascinating point, which was this error from Danny Bricker in Eretz Yisrael, who is one of our Hashavah listeners, and he sent to me a clip, which will be Mitzvah sewn in uh, toward the end of the year, both for the video and for uh, Terror Stream, for any time. And uh, it's a seven copy to call Russian when you're finished also. And the short piece has an interview from Rav Soroskin to Rav Steinman. It wasn't really an interview. He came to ask him and to put forth a request that one of the Nadvanim had a Rav Steinman, and he promised to cover the entire network of Kailulim for the rest of the month, and Yamtiv, a huge sum of money, but he needed, now, nothing wrong, he needed Tamachacham, a Godel, a Tzaddik, to daven for something, whatever Yeshua he needed. That's, uh, nothing, certainly nothing wrong with that. Nice, uh, Mara says, uh, Mara says, uh, So, uh, nothing, uh, nothing out of the ordinary. What was unusual, and you'll have to, for the first time, the people sitting here live will have to go back after Tzadik tells you it's ready, or mayor, and see it, because I'm not going to show it here. I was thinking of doing that, but then we need a projector and everything. It's got complicated. So I'll just give you the... Uh, Short version. So he had asked the Varim Leib if he could daven. He said yes. And he says the person requests that the, the tzaddik be geyser. Asked the Varim Leib. <laughs> so he said, be geyser? He says, I should, I should demand things of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Now, everybody's going to ask a kasha on a maisa from another kasha from another maisa uh, because everybody knows some maisa from Levi Yitzchok of being uh, talking to Kodesh Baruch We're not going to comment what Levi Yitzchak did is for Levi Yitzchak and he has the uh, right to uh, do, even though we don't know exactly what the version of any story was, so it's hard to ask any kasha on any maisa from any maisa. We're going to put all that aside because this you'll see with your own eyes. Uh, Raron Leib was, was, was a guest and uh, not just because of his personal anivas, he, uh, toward the end, it's a very short clip, toward the end, uh, he kept saying, the chutzpah, I should be geyser, kosh baruch hu, chutzpah. Can't talk to a kosh baruch like that. Did you see? Did you see what I mean? And, like, 20 seconds in, he said, Satan de Belio, Satan de Belio, and he turns around, I was Baruch Hashem, often I knew exactly what, you know, where he was standing, the Swam Shranki. Turned around and said, Can you get me a Tan de Belio? They start looking for it. So Aaron Leib himself gets up and starts looking for the uh, Tana de Belio. And, um, and he takes it out. I have the Tana de Belio here in front of you. Not that original copy, but a copy of it. And Tana de Belio says something very nagea to our sugya that is a bit startling. And everything has to be taken in the context, as we always try to repeat, never enough, hundreds of times, that... Whatever is going on with a quote-unquote avera of a tzaddik is lefi madregosoi. It's hard for us to understand. Like the avera is a measure of animal. 
they were trying to figure out. He hit the rock. He was supposed to hit the rock. He wasn't supposed to hit the rock. There's so many things that are possibilities. Chaim HaKadosh by Moshe Rabbeinu's quote-unquote Avera has 10 different shots, and he shlugs them all up and suggests an 11. Hard to figure out what the Avera was. So you have to take that in the context that Cheskio HaMelech was the Tzadik Adar who saved Klai Yisrael at the time. And whatever you say about his mistake or his quote-unquote Avera is not going to change that. And for safety purposes, we're going to let the Tanzvei Leo talk. And I'll remind you, the Tanzvei Leo, be very, very careful with, with severe trepidation before you criticize any, any Gogol, certainly at Tzadik and Tanakh. Tanzvei Leo was a Tana who learned by Eliyahu Anavi. So we're hearing this from Eliyahu Anavi. That's pretty safe. Eliyahu Anavi preceded Chizkiyo HaMelech. And he's telling the Tana, who's writing it down, what was going on in Shemayim, a small glimpse of what was going on in Shemayim. And we know from the Sugis and the Gemara of Zev Zegarim, so we already know from Tanakh, often a trigger of an Isayan or a Kitrug, an Einish, Leilainu, will be not Zev Zegarim, but Zev Zev Zegarim, and sometimes a few more Zevs. And this is a classic example. Why did Chizkiyo HaMelech get sick? We just finished this. Why did he get, did not stop sick, he was deathly ill. He almost didn't make it. it the chance of him making it was so slim that when he started doing tshuva, the Navi told him, no, 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 it's, it's a gezerah and the tzavah Pesach, and it's not going to work. And he davened anyway with tears, and, and uh, the Midas Baruch gave him 15 years of his life, and the Pusik says that I saw your tears, and I heard your tefillahs. And he survived. What triggered this chayli? Chayli was on the eve of the pending invasion of Sancheirev, and we would say it couldn't come at a more difficult time. Chayis already had Yish anyway, and now the king can't even get out of bed. So most of the people would uh, throw in the proverbial towel, which Baruch Hashem Chizki didn't do. So what triggered it? So we had already the Gemara in Brachus, which Tadabela also brings down, it brings down third, that he asked the Navi, what did I do wrong? What is this for? He says, you didn't get married. He says, I didn't get married because I had Baruch HaKadosh that Menashe was going to be born. He's going to be a Russian Marusha. And we had a lengthy discussion, uh, many's firm, discuss why he was wrong. If you know something, Bibrirus, however you know it, L'chaira, there's no mitzvah to bring a Russia into the world. So it's going to do tremendous, tremendous damage to Klai Yisrael. That's our next uh, topic. So he, L'chaira, he was right, and yet, Kashi Rahman Lamalach, and he was wrong. And even though not getting married is not a Chiyamisa, not B'day Shemayim and not B'Elam either. Here the Nabi told him, you're going to lose your Elam and your Elam So again, Lefi Madre That wasn't the whole story though. And the first two items here in Tal are discussing something completely different before it echoes the Sugyan Brochus about not getting married and his truva on that. So let's go to the Tal Dabei in front of you. If you don't have a copy, it's on the table. Uh, is that state? Yeah. You take a look at page one. It's the beginning of Periches. And uh, Vyron Leib had the same copy we had. I was following word for word. It's the same edition. So it was easy to find. 
Yishma Adam Dvarim Belibai. So this first thing I'm not going to complete to explain completely because we're about to get to it in the Pusik and it needs explanation. But we already saw a few weeks back that after Cheskio Amalach asked for a Nais Nidla, a Simmanishamayim that he was not only going to get better, but he wanted to be Mechazik Faisal. He didn't need the Simmon. The Navi said you're gonna survive, and he believed him. And the simon was a multiple choice. What do you want? Very unusual. Kosh Baruch doesn't make nisim without it being absolutely necessary. It certainly doesn't give multiple choice. And the one that Cheskiel Melech chose was to move the sun backwards many hours from the afternoon to the morning. And it showed on that great sundial because the sundial is going to be on the steps. And instead of being three in the afternoon, all of a sudden it was nine in the morning. Not only did Klai Yisrael notice, and no doubt get tremendous chizuk, the Umas Elam noticed because when you have a busy day and it's three in the afternoon and you're almost two hours away from leaving work and all of a sudden it's nine in the morning, it certainly changed things in the scheduling. And there was a very notable, powerful person who noticed, and it was the Melech Bavel. Bavel now is the ascending power, now that Asher is soon going to be out of the way. And he had a minig, as we're going to describe, that he used to get up and eat, and then he used to take a long nap till three in the afternoon, Kasha and from Kings. And then three in the afternoon, he started having cabinet meetings and the like. And he had a regular day, and he woke up, and it was nine in the morning, and he had figured the only logical explanation is he had slept, they let him sleep, past three in the afternoon, the entire evening and night, and he got up in the morning. And he was furious. Didn't take much to get kings very angry, and didn't take much to get a psak off with your head. So he started screaming and yelling, and he called Zavadamin, is, how dare you, you let me sleep the entire night, what a waste of time. And they're trembling, and they said, no, 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 your highness, it wasn't us. He said, well, before I uh, execute all of you, do you have any, anything to say? He said, yes, your highness, it really wasn't us. Uh, the God of the Jews, the God of Chizkiah Melech, uh, turned back the clock six hours. And sounds strange to us, but the Melech Bobo said, okay, that's an explanation. He believed it. They don't make Rashan the way they used to. Rashan then were Rashan because they knew Akash Baruch Hu when they were married anyway. And he believed it, and then he said, there's such a great God and such a great king, I shouldn't send them uh, my salutations, and I shouldn't uh, send them a letter and send them a delegation. And he wrote a whole beautiful letter. That was the famous Chazal, that Nebuchadnezzar then, Nebuchadnezzar Russia was the Sefer. He started the letter, the Shalom Aleichem to Chizkiyahu, and Shalom to the God of Israel, and the God of Chizkiyahu. And he said, if you're Makir, that he's the... Barry Elam, he's controlling the world, you don't put him second. And he switched it. And he walked for Amos to be able to retrieve the letter to fix it. So he wasn't there when they wrote it. And for that, he got four Darius and Malucha, and the Malach had to stop him. He shouldn't walk any further. He shouldn't have more dominion. Because Batsim, he will grow up to be one of the biggest, ruthless, most ruthless Rashaim ever to walk the face of the earth. But he was right on this issue. And he sent the letter. He sent the letter with a delegation. This delegation came, and Chizkiyo will be very proud that the delegation came because he saw it as a makam for a tremendous Kiddush Hashem. Here we're a tiny nation about to be destroyed 
and the Umasalam is stepping all over us, and now they're makir that we're it. Tremendous Kiddush Hashem. Again, I'm going to over-explain it now. We'll get back to the Pesukim. We'll explain it again. But there was on his Madrega 0.0001% of Gaiva here that, look, they're sending me a delegation. Look how internationally renowned I became. Look how Choshev I became. And because of that small speck of Gaiva, he went too far and showed them too much and was too friendly with them. And he sat and he ate with them and he showed them around. He showed them, plus he's going to describe, he showed them the jewels and the spice room, which was very valuable. And he showed them the luchas and other such hidden treasures of Klai Yisrael. Even though Lila Regal, Klai Yisrael came and they would actually roll up the parachas and show Klai Yisrael uh, the Aaron. And no doubt, I would imagine there were Goyim who came to see the festivities. But that's him, he's showing it to Yidin. These were Goyim who were visiting. There's a very, very delicate balance. This is more Nogea today than it ever was. Very delicate balance between having an alliance and a friendship and keeping up a masa, matan, and political action with the Goyim, which is necessary on many levels, versus getting too proud of your relationship with them and getting too close and too friendly. As in, they made many takanas, pasakum and yenakum and bishalakum to stay away. Daniel, the chaverov, after the Horbin. And there's a reason I mention those names, Badafka as an example, you'll see later. Uh, had that very delicate balance, and they succeeded. Daniel was the one who didn't touch anything. He ate uh, seeds, zeronim, hence the hamantashim we have with the poppy seeds, one of the makaris. And he didn't touch anything, even though it wasn't really us or then. But he had his own self-imposed uh, bishalakum and and Yenakum, and he, wouldn't, he understood the position he was asked to be in to represent Klaus on the palace and to be an advisor and understand how that can go to your head. And in this uh, wonderful democracy we have, we have a lot of opportunity to do just that, and it could be beneficial, could be very dangerous. So, with that background, the Pink of the Rebbe opens in Parachas, Yishma Adon Dvar Beliboy. Interesting expression, Dvar Beliboy. Why is that? He's telling you not to do something. What was Yishmar Dvaram Belibos? I think it's according to what we just said. You could do it, but you have to not let it go to your head and your heart. And if it does, then it's going to change your view of life and make an impression on you, and not a positive one. Yishmar Dvaram Belibos. You have a business lunch? Well, we already discussed two years ago, night seder. The serum of drinking wine. Wine that's kosher. They're not touching it, they're not pouring it, or is Yayin Mavushal to drink? Yayin, when you have Roy Vakam at the table, is a separatist or not known in business circles. Often you're the odd man out. And they're eating at a kosher restaurant, deference to your dietary concerns, and they want to order wine, or you want to order wine for them. Roy Vakam at the table, Shannon's judge the table, judge the whole restaurant. It's, it's a real din, and the hedge there is that you not get too comfortable. Doesn't even say that in Pharisees. It says he ate with them. It doesn't say where. Apparently, that's the Masera that it's part of the Avera. Forget what he showed them. It's the fact that he showed them in the interest of the camaraderie. The Saif Nenash Alav Einish Godol. Yeah, it's a pellet. It's hard to understand. He didn't do anything wrong according to the strict halacha. But for him to do this was too close for comfort. Minayin, 
Now, this Tetelacha is now launching into a second reason. Absolutely fascinating. The first reason started off with the fact that he got too close to the Gaim and he was too proud, which we're going to see echoed in the Rishonim on the Pasuk that quote the various Chazals. The Tanz Be'elio now mentions a second problem that Tfilah had, that Chizki had a Tfilah, and the Tfilah was too much in terms of the forwardness of the Tfilah. Again, that's why I mentioned uh, we're not going to contrast this with the legends from Levi Yitzchak and perhaps some other G'daylam who perhaps did speak in a similar vein. I don't know exactly what they said. I don't know what the context was. I don't know what the need was. Here we have a Tanav Eliel telling us in very clear Lashon HaKadosh that there was on Chizkiel's level a problem with this tefillah even though we read the tefillah here in Shir. It was very powerful and part of it uh, is set over by Daniel who is a descendant and part of it made it into our davening. That's how famous it is. So this is going to sound familiar. So that's why you have to know the context and you have to know how it was said, the expressions, and what could have been improved on. But first, let's get the facts. The Taina Chizkiyo here was Hate Hashem Oznachos, a demand. The contrast, by the way, with the second feeler when he couldn't even get up and he turned to the wall, there were many more tears and bakoshas, and it was said with more news. This one was said more direct. Kulu l'shem shamayim. But on Chizkiyo's madrega, it was a bit too sharp. The Gemara has the same thing with Chani Amago. When you draw circles, by the way, and say you're not coming out till Hashem delivers rain, that can also be um, problematic, and it was, because he was sent a very strong message that if you were not Chani Amago, I'd put you in Cherem now. Which is a nice way of saying, don't do that again. Which, by the way, we don't have any record that he did do it again. So he said, how did he get a name Chani Amagel from one Misa? That Misa was enough to get yourself a name Chani Amagel. And he had the name for other reasons also. It goes down in history. He said, I'm a son of Chizkiel. But he was sent a message by the Nasi that um, even though you mean L'Shem Shemayim, uh, we don't really uh, do that. So, certainly... When we daven, we have to be careful. We're 5,000 madrigas lower. Look at what's going on. Listen to his blasphemous words, all of which was true. And strike them all dead, which Hashem did. Hashem listened to the Tzvila. They should all know who's in charge. Now, you can also ask, Moshe Rabbeinu also sort of spoke like this. His whole Kayachatayna was, Kleis out of Mitzrayim, and they're going to say you couldn't deliver them to Yisrael safely. It's going to be a Chil Hashem. You have to really sit and compare the two Tfilas, and even then you might not have the answers because it's a question of intonations. It's also different to circumstance. Kleis is about to be totally destroyed. Over here, Santreir was knocking on the door, and he's also threatening to destroy the rest of Kleis. So Chizkiel felt he had a need to speak like this. You look at Moshe Rabbeinu's tefillah, just for a, a guesstimate of a difference, Moshe Rabbeinu said it sort of like the Lush and Shailah. So what are the Ummah Sa'ilam going to say when Klai doesn't survive this year? Took them out of Mitzrayim, then they're going to suggest that Hashem couldn't bring them in. But it, maybe there's more of Lush and Shailah. It's a possibility. It was too... 
friendly. I believe the contrast over here, I find it interesting that the starts off with a completely different taina of being too friendly with the Goyim, and then says, Tadal goes to a second reason. I think the possible connection is the contrast is that the same Chizkiel Amalek was too friendly with the Goyim, and then the Tokhto Gosh even though the Mites of the Goyim happened later, but Tokhto Gosh he was too friendly with the Gosh and that's an even bigger infraction of the parameters of friendship and to know your enemies and to know when you have to be friendly to your enemies and how to deal when you're dealing with people is an art that's um, challenging. And when you're davening and talking, quote-unquote, it's even more challenging. Hashem is not your friend. Hashem is avarachamim, and we come, yamanarayim, im kavodim, im kabonim. We try, but we don't say im but said, we're a partner, and you sent us here to do mitzvahs, we're representing you with the Amanifcher. We say in Kabbalah and Kabbalah, Kabbalah is even lower. We don't go any higher than that. Again, Daniel did use part of these Lashainas, and Moshe Rabbeinu did also. You have to see what the Chalukim are. Yes? I think Chalukim had a chance in the except for maybe the Well, we have a Chazal that afterwards he should have said more Shira. He said, thank you, no doubt. He said, some sort of Shira said Halos, Pesach, but he should have said more Shira. So as of this moment, he still was in the wrong. Yes. It's possible that the Einish, which was quick in coming, was the terrible illness. It's possible when he did Shuvah from that, which he did, and got himself out of it against the uh, prediction that wasn't part of the Ravua. And the Ravua was, you're going to die and not survive, but Denadi himself was amazed when he was called back quickly that he's going to survive. And I mentioned that the Gemara says, Tan is going to bring it down as well. He asked for his daughter. He said, Look, if I have to get married, I got married. Give me your daughter. Maybe I'll have schusim, my schusim, your schusim. It's not 100% clear that he did because the answer immediately was, Why should you give me your daughter? You're going to die. Sabbath day, you're not getting married. It's too late. Afterwards, he came back and he said, He'll survive. Maybe he did give him his daughter. And it's quite possible that when he came back in, he was such a Baal Shuva, quote-unquote, at that point, that he was down the running again. It was amazing. It was amazing that the Tzil was accepted, and nobody was surprised. But it was accepted. He survived, and Shalim survives. So it could be at that point, he was uh, back in the running, so to speak. It's certainly a possibility. But again, that, I'm trying to say this very carefully, because Tante Leo has this criticism. We can't add, and we have to try to understand, and it's very, very dark. Yes? Um, <clears throat> is it possible that, as this girl now realized the mistake here, that that sort of, uh, you know, that clarity... Yeah, part of the true process. Reason also, why he didn't say the shir, because shir potentially could be something you do when you have this, you know... Interesting point. Proximity. Very interesting maybe point. Yeah. We're going to say thank you, but she was too Heimish. Yeah, interesting, interesting possibility. Right, okay. Again, these are Madregas on, we call these Averas. These are missed opportunities on his Madrega. He no doubt said thank you. The Maidan the next day for him and for all the Kaisra was very powerful. And they were saying how anyway, as I mentioned, it was Pesach. What could they have done on this Madrega? And maybe perhaps an interesting angle. Maybe perhaps he said, you know, I, I davened and I understand that this was, I showed, showed them around too much. 
And even though that's going to be the Shaila in the order over here, by the way, I'll also add, because they, the way we're reading the Pesukim, they came afterwards, after he got up, and here we're saying that was because of the, uh, the Einish happened because of that. Does a Baruch Hu take into consideration what might be done later to wrap into the Einish? That would be very unusual. That's a chronological order uh, issue. But the fact they took these to heart, no doubt, per Shragi's question, is that he got sick and he didn't understand at all. The Gemara Baruchas only records the conversation that he asked the Navi, and obviously he didn't get married. That's the only infraction we have. Tandemelio is going to say all three, so no doubt uh, he understood that on some level and had that in mind. So again, three lines to the bottom. You speak to just your boss, the person over you, the prince, the king. He's shaking. Shaking like a leaf. You speak to Kosh Baruch Hu, you're not talking to a friend, and has to be. Notice how this we did mention. The answer to the tefillah was what? First tefillah. Hashem recognized there's a chil Hashem going on, and you have to show them who's who, and they're about to invade. Hashem answered the tefillah in a very big way. They all died, and Yishalayim was saved. The Pasuk says that the nevuah to Chizkiyah Melech was, I'm going to save the city, Lama'ani, which was his point, Chil Hashem, Lama'an David Abdi. Chizkiyah noticed, as we noticed, that he was left out of the equation. No doubt his chus played a role, but the musr over there was that your tefillah was on the mark in terms of the Ashkaf and the Rizachil Hashem, and Hashem says, uh, I, I know that, and therefore I'm going to uh, deliver. But it was a little bit too sharp, and right now it's not in your chus primarily. Afterwards, he doubted for himself with tears, with a little more humility. Not that the first part was Gai Bechas Shalom. Kosh Baruch answers him. So, again, without a town of the L, we couldn't say any of this. And the next paragraph, which you'll see the first few lines, Ficho Chalachaskiyo Chaligadol. Shanam Abiyamahem Chalachaskiyo Lamas, Viyavay love Yeshayo, Viyamay love Karim Hashem, Tzabla Besacha. And we'll go through the whole thing, it's a good Chazar. Kemesa Tala Sichia, Amalea Navi. Mes Atab El Mazel, Sichia Ba'elam Haba. Amalab Kalkach Lama. Parallels the Gasugian Brachas. Why is this sentence here? Amalai, meaning the sentencing in Amchayim Misa, Belamazeb al Maba. Amalai, Mishum de la Sakta Bepirvia, Amalai, Mishum de Chazaili, Brucha Kedish. Notice how Cheskamel doesn't say, since when is not getting married to Chayim Misa? Doesn't even bring that up. He understands that whatever he does or doesn't do is magnified according to his Madrega. He just wants to know, what did I do wrong? It was a calculated move. It was a calculated Shei Valtasa. And Habaruch HaKadosh is going to be a Rosh Musha. What does Klai Yisrael need this for? It's going to turn us back, set us back far, which it will. It's not your concern. It's not your business. You're supposed to do the mitzvah. What HaKadosh Baruch wants to do, he'll do. Please give me your daughter in marriage. Hashta Efsher, the Garmez Chusach Didach Didi, 
Mazchus, Yuzchus, both very formidable Schusim individually and Mitzad Schusavus. The Nafkim and I have been in the Mali. Maybe we have a chance. Amalai, so Yishayo's first answer is I already told you, Kvar Nigzura Alecha Gzera. To which Chizkiyah Malach says, Amalai Ben Amutz, Kalein Nivuas Chavetzei. If you remember, we saw the Mafarshim. He wanted to leave quickly because he didn't want it to finish the Nevua that you're going to die and so and so is going to take over. And that's going to be Nevua Lataiva. Then he taka cannot do it. Kach mukavlani mi beis abi avam. That's davar amelach. Afi lucherev chad amelachas al savarav shal adam. If the sword is by your neck, which happened to davar amelach many many times, al yimnes atzma menarachim. Don't give up. Shenemar hein yikteleni loy ayachel. Still going to be talking. Lachain yisa adam isha gadeshi labanim. And Tada Elio mentions as a lesson for all of us. Yisa adam isha gadeshi labanim. Even if the prognosis doesn't look good, therefore he pushed it off for many, many years. So the fact that you think it's not going to work, and it's far-fetched, and uh, why try? You see from here, this doesn't appear, exactly in the Gemara Brochus, the lesson is you have to try and leave the rest to HaKadosh Baruch very powerful. So there are three different reasons list, listed over here. And now we're going to go, or next week we're going to go. Michael, since I told you you need to know the Anu, uh, to go to the Pelayas, we will go back to the Sukkim next week in Mitzvah Shem and see what happened with the Chavra from Bovo and see how they were treated. Let's go to the Pelayas on page Kuf, Mem Gimel. Again, for that piece for our label, we're going to try to attach it to the shear, so you'll see it yourself, and uh, he was very strong on the point. He kept saying at the end, chutzpah, chutzpah, why should I be geyser? I'll give him a bracha. I tell a bracha what to do. So, when we dive in, we have to take that into consideration. Part of, not coincidentally, the particular one on Haftacha and Bitochen, part of Bitochen is to do his shtadlis on some minimal level, and part of the shtadlis is davening, and nothing wrong with asking for things, just be very careful how you ask. And then when the answer is loy, the answer is no, or the answer is no for now, you have the right to keep davening. I suggest the people, they add perhaps, if it's good for me, you have a right to stop davening after many years, or after many tefillahs, to keep davening. Sometimes you can understand the message to be Maybe it's not the right thing for me now. A little chif to daven for anything in particular, except for your ruchnias, that you have to keep on davening for. If you feel that uh, you're not learning as well as you can, you're not davening as well as you can, you're not doing mitzvahs, you need more rachman, more generosity, give more tzedakah, that you have a chif to keep davening for. Because that's your lifeline. The things we're asking for in Gashmias, you asked for a raise 67 times already. Do you have to keep davening for a raise? Not necessarily. Can you? Yes. Maybe the formula in Shemayim is you have to say Tfilas Kaminyan Veschanan to get what you need. But we don't know. You don't have a It's a very tricky thing. Is it a lack of talking if you stop davening? No. If you don't daven that particular thing, Gashmias, it could be Hashem wants me in this matzah and that's it. And that's the way it's going to be. Not Ruchmias. Even though everything hopefully you're asking for in your Gashmias is for your Ruchmias. But that's a very important formula. I've been asked this by many people, many different ways. And as the town of Eliyahu just finished, you have a chiv to try to do the mitzvah. So you have a chiv to try to daven that 
Hashem, please send me a shidduch. I want to get married. Even though it's been many, many years, and um, I'm uh, 30, 40, 50, 60, I have uh, people I know got married at 63 for the first time. Never too late. And you have to know, okay, they're looking for a bas bonum, not a bas bonum, that's a complicated topic. So mitzvah to get married, mitzvah to have kids, they're two different mitzvahs. Even if one sounds like it's difficult, the other one's still a mitzvah. But a person should be asking and pushing and pushing for their direct ruchnias. And Chizkiyo should have been, probably was, davening the whole time, but the time in him was, you weren't acting on it. Act on it, and then daven, the kid should grow up normal, which he continued to do. Whether it worked, didn't work, take us the next three months to figure out whether... Anything made of Rosh Hashanah, and sort of does tshuva, so something worked. But Bitochen is sometimes accepting that it's not Bashert. And that's the most difficult part of Bitochen. It's easier to have Bitochen as you're working on something, that something will go, and you're in the upswing, you're davening for it, and you're hoping, you're hoping, and then when it doesn't work, what do you do? Well, that's the second part of Bitochen. We covered yesterday in the Shir and Shabbos, the second paragraph from page Kuf Mem Gimel, that real Bitochen shows itself certainly in business, are you going to cut corners to be able to help Hashem give you money? Which doesn't make much sense, because if you have Bitochen, Hashem's going to give you money, and you have to do basic establish, why help Hashem, certainly in ways that might go counter to the Russian Hashem. And he continues in this theme in the next paragraph, in the third paragraph down. If somebody is overly dependent on their establish, and you're more dependent than you have to be on your client, on your boss, on the banker who's funding it. Very frightening line. The need to connect with me, the result could be that if you're overly dependent on a person, Hashem will put you in the hands of that person. The way it works is the more you're into Derech HaTeva, the more Rahman a person is put in Derech HaTeva. So the more you're under the jurisdiction of Derech HaTeva. So you put your faith in people or in yourself. I mean, you're, you're more under the rules and regulations of Teva. Shem, of course, is always running the world, but that's what Hester Panim is. Even during the dark days of the Holocaust, the Kosh Baruch Hu was uh, watching every moment and every action. But the Hester Panim is that if an Einish is that now... A person, a group of people, or a nation is put under teva, then it's going to be harder to find the Kodesh Baruch Hu, and what caused that is a person who, for many, many years, ignored Ratzon Hashem and therefore put themselves under this teva. And that's um, a very toxic mix, and that's what the uh, Pelier is referring to. If you think that, well, you have proof in the pudding, so to speak, that all your hishtadlis and brains and talent is working because you're making a lot of money, or all your catering to this person, nothing wrong with whining and dining a customer, per the restrictions that we mentioned at the beginning of this year. Not getting too close if he's not from the right uh, persuasion. But there's a limit to how much faith you're really going to put in them. And if a person is succeeding by doing this, the fact that he's succeeding doesn't mean that he's right. The hardest matzav in life, the biggest challenge to be tochen, 
is and you don't have to be a Russia. You could be a good person and see things are going well and bring that as a raya that this mahalach is correct. And that's not necessarily true. And sometimes, many years later, a person finds out it's not true. And sometimes, Rahmala's line is get, getting paid back in this world with tremendous success and it takes away from his Elam Haba. And that's not good for anybody either. The part of the tefillah is that we try to get siyat and the simanim that when we succeed, the success comes without the detriment and the chesaran to our avodah Hashem, and that if it is, we get a signal that it is, not that everything is wonderful and we wake up and things are going gavaldic in gashmias, and therefore we pat ourselves on the back and bring it as a raya that it must be we're doing well, Hashem loves us. Rahmat al-Islam, a famous maisa with, with Gadol who gave, uh, with Monsieur Nefesh, a maisa of stucco. And right afterwards, he was paid back, and he was crying. His first reaction was crying. We'd be dancing. We just spent $100,000 on saving somebody's life, and Hashem paid us back 200 grand within an hour. Can't get better than that. El mazel, my ball, one shot. Can't get better than that. The answer is maybe. You know, you could turn around and spend the 200 grand on a mitzvah. Okay, then it's high mitzvah, mitzvah. Hashem says, you're a good custodian of the money. Have some more. That's Gavaldic. And sometimes, Rahman al could be a simon that uh, that was unbelievable and you don't deserve some Ischar Bel Have some Ischar Bel Scary. And this, uh, this Gadol felt that um, it was a Pashim Panam and he did something wrong and he tried and he davened. Why was I not Zaycheh to put that away in the bank of Bel So Bringing Raiyas for what is going on Bel and Bel is a very tricky business and you can't know. It's the only way, so now everybody gets that. So how do you know? The answer is you don't have to bring rights from Allah. You know, there's one parameter of how to measure whether you're doing the right thing in Ratzon Hashem. It's called Shulchan Aruch. And if it's not prepared for Shulchan Aruch, so you ask your, uh, your Rebbe. That's the only way to tell. You can't bring rayas from your success or lack thereof. And that's the difficulty of Tzadgu Ha'alu Hashirut You're looking at it, it looks like they're having success. And he spells it out as only the Peliyad spells out. Go back to the second line. In even if the mazel looks like it's going well, it says that's not necessarily a good sign because it could be he's getting paid back for the mitzvah that he did. He's getting paid back by the mazel. There are mitzvahs you have schar bel mazel bel maba. That's a mishnah, but most of them you want the schar to be tucked away lil maba. Seif at the end yishapech possibly hagalgal alov. The wheel can turn, and a person could lose money or have other issues they're dealing with. The money can come back to haunt you and cause you to waste time, get involved in things you shouldn't be involved in. Money can cause a lot of bitl terror also. You can use it for wonderful things, and it could be a great distraction. And even if it doesn't look like you're succeeding because you're trying to keep the halacha and you're not taking shortcuts in business and you're not cheating, even if it's very difficult, whatever the reason is, whatever your job here is on earth, whatever you're fixing up as a possible Gilgul, you don't have to come on to that. It's not your concern. That's Bitochem. Hashem is keeping track. And it's certainly not. One thing we know for sure. You're not getting the tsar you're getting because you're an Ayvid Elokin. You're not getting the short end because you kept the din. That's not why you lost the deal. 
You could be getting it because the Yisrael Gavaldi Yerela came that Hashem is giving you more Tzar Belam Hazeh to be able to pay you back for the slight Averas that you have. As in Chizkiel Melech getting very sick for something we can't figure out what exactly the Avera was. That's possible. And it doesn't mean it doesn't pay to become a Tzar. But the Cheshbenes aren't ours and it's certainly not because you're keeping the Din. Raki Hashem Tzadik Yivchon Veloi Viskanu Alilas Tavaloi Avdaloi Vesefa Kavad Lavoi and it's a very difficult thing to see day in and day out because there are many people who look like they're succeeding and we're in the middle of scene four, act two, and uh, nobody is around long enough, even if you live to 120, 140, 160, to see what's going on. You don't know where the person came from. You don't know what the uh, is. You don't know where the neshama was. There's so many pieces of information. We're missing 99.9% of the information. So you can't ask Shailas, it's not fair, and the person looks like he has it easier. Everybody has their tailor-made nisyanis, their tailor-made backdrop of their family and their panasa and their health. And the main issue bitachan is really, when you get finished with this pelayayitz, is not to think about it too much. That's part of the tool, is that it's not really our business. Kashid going for a sulker. And uh, Chizkiyo learned, and he learned it quickly, Baruch Hashem. He was agile enough in his book, and he used to do tshuva very quickly. Didn't argue with the Navi. And Kashem Alamloch is not just when you didn't get married, because you have Ruch is going to be a rotten kid. It's every facet of our life, is that when we overthink things, we're, we're basically coming, we don't say it. Where's the coming to the conclusion in our mind? Well, that's not fair. And it seemed to hurt plenty when he did this, so it must be he's really not that ulcer, and therefore, why don't I try it? It seems to be getting him far. So that's Kashrut You don't know what success is, you don't know what failure is, and you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, and you don't know what's going to happen next year, and we don't know the end of the story. That's the lesson of the Pelias. Yes? When, when a person, let's say, has a windfall, and we know that there's no spar for a mitzvah. Mm-hmm. So well, there's some mitzvahs you get, also, but most of the time it's, some, we hope it's Shomer Belamabal. Yes. What do you do with it? So Baruch Hashem, it's not Schar. Baruch Hashem, we have a Shochan it's to do other mitzvahs with it. So some people say, the question is, when is this right? When is this wrong? It's a very individual thing. I have a windfall. I'll give chaymish, parat stakashir, not meiser. I'll even give more, according to the Chavaz Chaim's uh, seven heterim. I'll look for other uh, pigeon uh, nefashis and the uh, people who are, there are many things you can spend money on. And then I'll take a cruise for three weeks. There's nothing wrong with taking a cruise. You have a separate cruise. Everything's sneistic if you can find one. And uh, they start off with Dafyemi, and then they have a Navi share, and then they have an Ian share, and you have a... nothing wrong with taking a vacation once in a while. The question is, are you spending that money that you didn't have that now you see and you're drunk with the success on things that uh, become after a while, after your Yates, your vacation, a big waste of time? And then you start getting busier because you have so much money to reinvest. What are you going to do with it? It could be a tremendous bracha and a tremendous nisayin. The fact, when he said the very frightening Lushan, Shamar Asai, is you have to make sure it doesn't become more of a hindrance as opposed to the value and the mailu that it could have. And that's dangerous. I know everybody says when they hear that, try me. Uh, I understand that. But Lamaisa, the Nisanis are just as, uh, just as difficult uh, for the windfall as they are in the, in the other direction. So it can be wonderful. You don't have to get overly nervous that it's only take away Olam Abba. It could be there to the detriment of the person, but it could be a tremendous bracha. It depends uh, how much it changes the lifestyle and what it does to the focus on the ruchnias. That's really where it's at. And uh, nowadays, Baruch Hashem, that's more of a child than it used to be in Europe, but uh, there were some gevirim in Europe also. A positive note to Mitzvah Hashem will continue next week, and we hope to start Night Seder.
around September 2nd or 3rd, please look for the emails.